Hi, I'm Chuck Friedman and you're listening to The Developer's Edge. On this show, we talk to the most inspiring members of our community from around the world and discuss their stories, upcoming projects, and more. Welcome to The Developer's Edge. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Developer's Edge. My guest today is a very special one. Mike Schiesel joins us today, my colleague at Akamai. Mike, how you doing? I'm very good. Thank you for having me here. So Mike, what do you do here at Akamai? So uh, actually, I'm a technical marketing uh, engineer. So I was hired to uh, produce some kind of trainings for internal peeps uh, like sales engineers and for external customers, um, plus creating some demo environments um, and stuff like that. But actually, um, uh, my range is pretty much broader than, uh, than just that. A lot of people hear marketing and they immediately go to you know, traditional marketing, but I, one of the things I've grown to appreciate in my career and certainly at Akamai is the technical actually comes with a substantial depth of knowledge of the particular field uh, that you're either expert in or that you have uh, built your career around. So tell us about your journey and building up that, what is the technical part of technical marketing? Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it, it all started with uh, kind of Linux, playing around with Linux 20 years plus ago. Um, so uh, some, some of the people still know uh, Debian, uh, 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 Edge, and all those old Sarge distributions. So that's where I'm coming from. It's a really old kind of fashion Linux kind of style. Um, marching through uh, several educations, um, walking whole, the, all the way from project management, uh, but, but I always had one, one hand on the keyboard. So I, I never was able to get just into a management role. I always wanted to kind of have some kind of connect to the tech side of the world and not just um, talking about tech. So I always try to connect with, with the stuff. So um, actually, um, after, after kind of having uh, some, some kind of basics uh, within, the, within the Linux world, I went over to some networking stuff. Uh, went uh, through some some op IT operations where we had a lot of cloudy and, and Kubernetes and Docker stuff running, um, some very nifty integrations um, like bringing bringing some kind of streaming movie um, uh, experience to customers on a train, which was one of the coolest projects I ever did uh, until now. Um, up to uh, yeah, some security roles, which was um, pretty exciting, and I learned a lot in that uh, space. And that was also pretty um, pretty challenging because you, you, on security you need to be always kind of on the edge of the of the tech market, and uh, yeah, and, and finally joined Akamai with um, bringing all that kind of stuff into into that role, which is which is probably exciting because Akamai really um, uh, forces any everything out of that out of that uh, knowledge um, uh, on 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 that spot. What is it in you that you have found? Um has you closely tied to technology throughout your career? Oh, I, I think I'm just totally married to technology. So the moment I can think of every moment in my life, I was kind of glued to actually technology. So I got a, a Commodore C64 when I was, I think, 14. And that's the, 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 actually the day I started kind of looking behind the scenes of what's going on in the world. And then the, since that day, I never got removed from technology. So, so I'm, I'm really married to that thing. That's, 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 that's what always keeps me driving. And, and, I'm, and I'm always keen to see what's next on the market and what's, what's the next big thing. 
and and always to to have always a glimpse or already a glimpse at, at what's going on next so yeah that's that's what what really excites me in, in that technology level security is obviously a very important topic I think a lot of the messaging and information and insight that Akamai has shared since I've joined it seems like is overwhelming about security about protecting your site and this combination of performance and security seems to be not just a trend but really the key uh, for businesses succeeding going forward and is that something that that you see as well is this sort of a 50 50 balance or do you think that um, companies investment is is maybe the scales are tipped more towards security or one way or another no i i definitely think after we, we reach the level of DevOps now in, in most, of the, uh, most of the businesses, I, I do believe that, that DevSecOps is the next step for businesses to kind of not just develop uh, at a fast pace, so develop security in a, in a, in a very fast pace, and um, not treating security as something that's in the way. So um, I think businesses will understand that security is something really that enables businesses like Akamai we all understand the role of a DevOps engineer and their responsibilities to an organization. As more security capabilities and features and services become available, is it the same person who sort of up-levels their skill set and their responsibilities to also manage the security of their operations? Is it somebody else in their org? Can you talk a little bit about that? That's a challenging question, actually, because it's, it depends on the business, it depends on the company. In my belief, actually, I think it's some kind of mixed approach of both. So you have some kind of consultancy that, that helps you develop the team, the whole team as it is, the DevOps team as it is, towards a DevSecOps approach. Some kind of champion or some kind of evangelist, uh, you call them nowadays, um, that kind of levels up the team including some kind of trainings to a new level of security which engages the team. That's that's my belief on how how security goes into the DevSecops or the DevOps world. So if I'm a company and I've been advised or maybe I've experienced an attack or I feel like our threat level is high enough, you know, what's the go-to resource or how do I begin to condition my team? Uh, to get ready to become sort of DevSecOps? It's the gamification factor. Like most of the pieces in life come together by fun and pizza and beers. <laughs> um, it's gamification. So um, having some kind of um, hacking events, uh, letting the people doing some, some kind of um, uh, some kind of hacking games uh, like like uh, penetration testing, giving them some platform where they can hack into. I made brilliant experiences with that. Having um, cross hacking games like um, one team trying to break into another, um, having very very trained white hats aside alongside with them that kind of give some hints and say, oh, this is a place where we could actually break into their product. And providing pizza and beer alongside is a great game. Um, I, I like that kind of um, SANS company approach, SANS training company approach, where they have those those hacking competitions in the in the, in the late evening. Um, that's that's a brilliant way of engaging people in security and telling people how how easy it is to break into something. 
So there's a trend where companies are actually implementing codeathons or hackathons uh, to allow their engineers to explore the vulnerability potential of their stack. What are some of the ways that companies can review what they have today with or without a formal solution in place that just sort of gives them an indicator that there's potential for risk or that there's actual risk that they're experiencing? So uh, it's, it's, it's holistically another team that needs to kind of understand uh, the internal posture. Like you're not only trying to hack your, your, your business or your applications from the outside, you're also monitoring the logs within your uh, security operations team. Um, you you kind of try to understand what's happening at, in real time on your perimeter. What are some of the takeaways here for management and DevOps engineers? Do they, do they come away saying, we have a lot of risk that we ourselves need to address? Or is just their general aptitude more familiar with the kind of solutions available uh, to withstand a potential attack? I think even if your web application you personally code is rock solid and has zero risks or vulnerabilities inside, you get away with a lot of learnings and a lot of understanding how hackers would behave and how people would break into your into your applications and into your world. So that that's kind of the real takeaway of those events. And you, you much more understand how people from the outside would look at your app to be vulnerable to it or against it. So with technology and in your interest, is it about knowing how things work? Is it about trying to make things work better for you? What, tell me about your curiosity and sort of passion about technology. So um, for me, actually, I will always try to make things run. and But that was never enough for me. So I always kind of was in the security side of life. I always try to make things run and secure them against attackers. So I was always kind of uh, a wide hat security guy myself. So I uh, started um, into security when a friend had some kind of party going on. You were able to win some dollars, uh, some, some, some money to, to spend at the party. And he had that bricks game going on in the browser, right? And I, I spotted a flaw when my AV popped in scanning my machine. The bricks came, uh, the bricks game became very, very slow. So I just wrote some, some kind of tool that kind of abused my CPU. So I was able to play the bricks game in, in slow-mo because my CPU load was so high. And I was 10, 10 times the winner of that game. And I got a lot of dollars for the party which I can't recall now. You're part of a group we have called Developer Champions, and a lot of folks we've invited so far on the Developer's Edge are leading and very prominent members of this group. And um, it's, it's actually been great for me uh, as part of developer advocacy to have this extended team of folks that are very passionate about helping our customers and developers uh, find success with our solutions and enable them with information and code samples and resources. Uh, as part of the Developer Champions Group, what kind of things have you done or have you been impressed with uh, that you see most effectively enabling our developers? So, uh, first of all, I need to say, I never considered myself uh, being a developer. So I told you guys I'm a Linux guy for a long, long time and coming from the operations and security side. So I never considered myself being a developer. So. Uh, what Akamai enabled me um, uh, in my actual role and uh, as a part of the developer champions is um, providing a solution to our customers, which enables them to 
get on hold and a much more easy way of log files from the enterprise world um, than we had before. So we integrated a lot of APIs to just make it easier for everyone to get on hold of the logs and ship them into their platforms. Um, the other piece uh, that, that really is astounding in every meeting we do have in the Akamai platform is I every time I'm, I'm joining the meetings is I learn something new. There's always some, some, some piece of the technology I was not um, kind of really um, aware of. That, that's really um, some kind of engagement I really appreciate and, and that uh, developer champions world. No, it's been great to have you as part of this. I've seen you come up very prominently, particularly on the security side. I mean, Akamai really has been so well established for content and media and edge and the security piece is such a vital part of what we offer. So I think having your expertise uh, and someone uh, like you representing the, this great mind share within the company of, of what other companies, customers, and developers need uh, to push um, the solutions into those spaces is, is really quite vital. So Mike, Terraform has emerged as this incredible tool for enabling uh, developers to manage uh, everything across uh, their setup. What are some of the capabilities there that you think we've been able to make available through a tool like that that are benefiting developers? Definitely, yes. So I worked a lot in my life with Terraform um, to, to get infrastructure as a code, to get applications set up as a code, to get my whole world set up as a code. And um, when, when first integrating Akamai, it, it was just um, clicking through the portal and then we, we got introduced to the APIs, so we were able to leverage the APIs, but it was a major code overhead. Uh, so we needed to really code everything ourselves, get the, get the structure right, get everything right. And now having Terraform on the spot is just like having everything within, within the world you already know and you just use it and uh, it's, it's working like a charm. So that's really a great benefit I do see out of that uh, developer champions world. So Mike, what would you be doing if you weren't in this career filled with technology and security? You mean if I won uh, five million bucks in a lottery? Sure. <laughs> I think I would spend my whole life living in some kind of theme park hotels, riding roller coasters up and down all day long giving me the whole kind of theme park experience uh, throughout the year. Have you ever traveled to the, the, the U.S.? Have you ever been on any wooden roller coasters here? Uh, I've been in the U.S., but I've not been on coasters in the U.S. yet. Um, but I've been to Singapore, I've been to the U.K., I've been to Spain. Um, we traveled the whole Europe with my friends um, riding coasters. Um, so yeah, I, I've been to a lot of coasters, um, but not in the U.S. The U.S. is a real big thing in my in my to-do list. Um, but also, it's kind of really. Um, I think it's three months to spend to get all the coasters really done across all of the states. Yeah, it's an adventure, and I know people who do it. If you ever come to Boston or Cambridge. Within an hour is a, an, a classic wooden roller coaster called the Yankee Cannonball. It's up at a theme park in Salem, New Hampshire called uh, Canopy Lake Park. And it's, been, it's one of my favorite wooden roller coasters of all time. Well, Mike, it's been an amazing opportunity to have you on Developer's Edge. Certainly your expertise and passion in the security space is very much appreciated. 
I think folks that have joined us today uh, will come away with a new appreciation as well uh, for what you do and what's possible out there in terms of helping companies get a better understanding of, of their risk assessment and what technologies and solutions are available for them. I hope you had a good time uh, talking. I sure did. Yeah, absolutely. It was real fun having, uh, having a chat with you, Jeff. Thank you for joining us on the Developer's Edge. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to hear more, head to the Akamai Developer YouTube channel to check out some of our other developer stories. Till next time, take care and we'll talk again soon.